Good to, good to be, good to be. Good. <laughs> uh, I'm here in the Gunnerstown pub, the virtual pub, with uh, Gav from She War. Um, it's just the two of us today, but I'm going to have a nice chat, I guess. Um, how are you doing? Yeah. It's kind of like I've found a fiver, but I've lost a tenner. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You can always find the tenner later. Well, um, like I say, well, well, hopefully, like I say, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's hard, to, it's hard to be completely happy today. Mm -hmm. It, it, it you know what I mean, that, that's, yeah, that's just how it is. Really. It, it's hard for me to be completely happy and excited and blah, blah, blah. I think, yeah, that kind of, that kind of reflects the season, right? Because, um, we were so shit for the first half, and then since Christmas we've been pretty decent. But we ended up with a, like you say, lost a fiver, lost a tenner, found a fiver, or I don't know what it is. But um, so uh, I take it that you're not happy that Leicester rolled over for Spurs today. No, I mean, well, on on two accounts really, because a it means Chelsea, uh, sorry, Tottenham finish above us. Mm -hmm. And B, it means Chelsea are guaranteed Champions League next year. So it's our two biggest London rivals, both with, you know, upgraded European competition next year. Uh, so it, it's it's hard to be completely happy, really, especially but, as like I say, we, we've got no European competition next year. But um, so, uh, my, my feeling is that I'd rather not be in this conference league than in it. I think I don't think it's going to be to Tottenham's um, benefit to be in, in that. I, don't, I mean, it is Come what on, it Gav, is. Come on, it's a shit show. There's like, I, I yeah, don't even know what's going to happen, but exactly. You know, I mean, we, we've needed to take this medicine for such a long time. I really think that not being in Europe um, really gives us a chance to focus on getting ourselves together, um, you know, um, maybe doing well in the Premier League. I, I just, you know, I can't see us being in like the the Europa League as it is is already kind of a bit of, you know, it's a bit. Well, iffy. If, if you don't, make the, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if you don't make the semi-finals of the Europa League, then you're fucking shit, basically. Yeah, pretty much. I mean? Yeah, pretty much. But yeah. the, it it depends. <laughs> how, see, Paul, it depends how you see things, right? Mm -hmm. And I went to a lot of the. From sort of 99 onwards, I went to, well, in fact, all my life, really, I've been to a lot of the League Cup games at Arsenal, at mm -hmm. Ivory and at the Emirates, because A, because they're reasonably priced, and B, because you get to see some of the young kids coming through, right? Yeah. And yeah. the that European competition that we would have got in if we were seventh, it would have hopefully been cheaper-priced tickets, and it would have been... Literally up until the semi-finals, it would have been seeing the under-23s play and it would have seen players that are coming back from injury, getting rehabilitated, players that are fighting for a first-team place, getting a chance to see what they can do. So I never see that having more games is being a problem with lower competitions, uh, especially as this year we was dropping players for the FA Cup. So I mean, one, one way of looking at it is next year... We've got no excuses not to play the first team squad and the first team, the first starting eleven for the FA Cup, which is it's our cup. 
We've won it 14 times. We've won it more than anybody else. That's our cup. So we should be going all out next year. Full, you know, full strength side every single round to try and win the FA Cup. And we should mm-hmm. be playing more or less a full stream squad for the League Cup as well. Yeah, I, but yeah, I get it. I mean, different than I say, but so we're, we're going to be playing more full team squads. In so I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, let me interrupt. Let me interrupt you for one second. One second. So that that all sounds great, but for me, the issue is that you end up still having to have like some of your first team squad and your manager traveling to fuck knows who now in this conference. You could be going to. I don't know, Liechtenstein, some album, some island in the middle of nowhere. You know, like Arteta, whoever's managing, is still going to have to manage another competition, which I think will be to the detriment of managing the League Cup, the FA Cup, and the League. I'd rather see him focus all his attention on those on those three things and try and win them all without the distraction of Thursday night football. You know, or who knows, Thursday night is Europa League. Maybe this is going to be Friday and Monday. Who, this conference? Well, who knows? No, well, exactly. <coughs> but I mean, the the I mean, from somebody who likes going to watch those kind of games, mm-hmm. there's less games that I'd actually want to go to see. Okay, and, so it's a person. It's a selfish kind of thing that you're coming well, at. Well, well, get yeah, more games, more chances to watch Arsenal play, more chances to watch Arsenal win, and also you got the fact that you know there would have been a possibility of. An away game in Scotland, an away game in Ireland, an away game in France. Uh, I've got lots of friends who, who I've got a lot. I've got a lot of friends whose actual life revolves around mm-hmm. going Arsenal away games, and I've got yeah. a lot of mates who. Uh, I mean, like I say, I mean, I've only done three or four games in Europe, but I've got a lot of mates who, who love these backwater games in the middle of nowhere. On a yeah, I've, been to, I've been to a few of them actually. I, I started yeah, enjoying them, yeah. but at, at this at this stage of where we're at, Gav, I would really r- like us to try and make a you know when Liverpool were out of Europe, um, I think Chelsea were yeah, out of they, Europe a couple of years ago. Like they Chelsea came back the strong, you know, it was good for them, and I do think that it'll be good for us. I think in the long run, mm-hmm. it, it'll mean that we're stronger. Um, you know, do you think we're, do you think we're going to win the league next year? Uh, probably not with the squad. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly right. So, yeah, but is, would, I, would, I, would I rather have the opportunity and would I, and talking to, like I say, talking to my mates and all that malarkey, everybody would rather have the opportunity of three or four ad European away games next year than not having the opportunity. So what would you rather that we came that we like were bronze medalists in this Europa conference fuck up league or mm. that we actually got our shit together and tried to, you know, get into a higher position, maybe in top four next year, which would you prefer those two? Would you rather be runner up in the Europa conference or top four? I don't think, I think that's a bit of a, a mute point, really. I mean, the fact uh, is, is Europa conference. How's it mute? How's that a but, new well, point? Ba- well, ba- ba- basically, because that Europa Conference is a lower level than the Europa, right? Even though there'll probably be three teams that made t- at least two teams now that would have made the semi-finals of this year's Europa will be in that conference, European Conference thing, right? But the thing is, is it will be literally 
playing the under-23s and the fringe players right the way up to the semi-finals. And then you pull in the first team for the semi-finals and the finals and win a trophy. At the end of the... What is that trophy? Do you know what I mean? But like I say, saying you'd rather not play in a competition... I'd rather not play in that competition, Gavin. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one, mate. Do you know what I mean? Because, because I think it will distract from our ability to to get into like a legitimate European competition, which for me is the Champions League. For me, the Europe, Europa League has always been like the like the world's tallest dwarf. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, no, it's no, nothing. Okay, like I'm, the guys I'm, drop I'm, out I'm, of the I'm, Champions League to go into the Europa. The whole thing is, it's a, it's a, it's a clusterfuck. It really, it just, for me, it sucks. Um, Gav, <laughs> we will agree to disagree. Let's let's bring some of these um, um comments in. We're simply going to have to agree to disagree on that one. That's okay. I'm going to bring in some. I'm going to bring in some comments from our, our watchers here. Um, Jonathan King says, "Thank God that horrible season is done." Jonathan, you are so absolutely yeah. correct. Guy Parker Amen. says, fuck Tottenham, having a bad day in Lanzarote. Hope you're good, Gav. Are you good, Gav? Who said that? Um, that would be Gary Parker. Oh, Gary Parker. Hello, Gary. How you doing, mate? We'll have to have a chat soon. He's yeah. a nutter, Gary. He's an absolute Are fucking you good, Gav, That's what he, he wants to know if you're yeah, good. Yeah, no, you're good. I'm, okay. I'm always good, but he's a fucking <laughs> nutter. Jamie <laughs> Tyler says, uh, LOL, needed the scum to draw for 500 noop or for two pounds steak. Oh. Nightmare. Thank fuck that season's done, though. I agree with you, Davey. In fact, I'm going to drink to that. What are you drinking, Gav? Uh, yeah, no, someone will call me a, a tramp or stag me off just because I'm drinking. I'm just drinking cans of Fosters today, mate. Do you know what I mean? Fosters. Oh, yeah. Fosters. What are you drinking? I'm drinking... Um, you know what? <laughs> I've I've got a, a blend, big a big fucking goldfish bowl of blended gin. I ran out of one gin, so I added another. So I've got like, I've just invented the blend, the the gin blend, and it's not oh. that great to be honest. But but it's big and it keeps me um liquidated. So <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> I know. Mm. I, I okay, know so next, uh, Stephen McCarthy here says, "Too little, too late. Not good enough." Yeah, we've just spoken about that for the last last few fifteen minutes or so. But um, so Philip, this is a good comment. Um, Gav, what do you think of this? Philip Neat says, uh, "Let the Spurs fans celebrate failure. Couldn't give a fuck about finishing above them. Trophies are what it's all about. Any fan, Arsenal fan, who celebrates St. Tottenham's Day whilst we were nothing is a complete cunt." <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm obviously on the complete cunt list, really. Uh, okay. The way the, the way the way my problem. Uh, if, if you look at the minimum acceptable uh, achievements for Arsenal Football Club in a season, the bottom one is finishing above Tottenham. The one above that is winning a trophy. The one above that is finishing top four, and the one above that is finishing top. So we haven't achieved the minimum standard. The minimum standard of Arsenal Football Club should always be, no matter what happens, we finish above those scumbags. And for this is like the fourth or fifth year we haven't, after mm -hmm. finishing above them for about 25 years. So, you know, to me, and to somebody who's got top supporting mates, who's worked with top supporters all his life, and blah, 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 it's it's not good when we finish below them. Then, mm -hmm. yeah, you know I mean, you, get, you know, it's 
it's it's right it's right so them yeah. for the rest of the year. Even though I they've won it. fuck all and they never win fuck all and blah blah blah. I get all that. Yeah, pretty shit but, but we've but we've still got to finish above them. Otherwise they can you know, they've had I, a better season. I tell you what though, Gav, um looking <laughs> looking at um the fact that the Quasimodo captain is about to to desert them finally and, and try and go somewhere else that can afford his massive release clause. Massive uh, ego, yeah, and massive ego, and um, I just think I, I, I think their future is not looking great. They've got a, like a multi-billion-pound stadium. They've got fucking conference league. They're losing their talisman and the diving English captain of the year. Um, I think they've got a fucking awful future ahead of them, and I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah, no, I mean, believe it or not, I mean, I, I was speaking to a a top supporter yesterday. And we was having a chat, and not to say, and uh, he turned around, and and I, I said, uh, at the end of the conversation, we, you know, we have a chat about various things, like Jamie's a mate and that. At the end of the conversation, it always boils down to the football, and he's gone, uh, I win tomorrow, and we lose a draw. He said because we we hate our owners, and we don't want our owners to get any more money in, and so it would serve them bloody right if we're not in Europe. And I went. Well, we have our owners, and we don't <laughs> want our owners to get any more money, and we want them to get a, get a kick up the arse if we don't end up in Europe. But I still hope we finish above you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it was like, no, yeah. and it, it was it, it was a very very weird conversation when you've got, like I say, yeah, it's a, sheds those to the top. Like, yeah, it's like the world's tallest dwarf competition. You want to be like, you know, I I I want to win, but it's not. It's like you said in the very beginning. It sums up the whole night. It's like I, I, I found a fiver, but I lost a tenner. Is that what you, yeah. is that the saying? Right. That's pretty much exactly where we're all at. And I think it's the season. You know, and I'm happy to see the season in the bin. And I think you know it was great to see fans back tonight. It was great to hear the chants coming up randomly. You know, especially the Hey Tottenham chant came in nicely. Um, a good few times. Yeah, that kind about, of, about thirty times. About 30 times, yeah. So, um, yeah. to be honest, I, you know, I feel like I didn't really watch a lot of the game. I watched it, but I was kind of, you know, I was watching for other things. I was I was trying to see if any of the protest stuff, you know, like um, would, would be effective. I saw a bunch of black balloons on the pitch. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool, cronky out. Um, I don't think there was much of a demonstration, not like Everton before the game. But, I, think, um, I think, yeah, I think, I think the, the main problem was, was, it was a a tomorrow's a work day, and you know when it was the Everton game, there was there was no work the next day, yeah. and B, and, and, B, and B, it was raining, uh, and like I say, a lot of the people that went today apparently had horrendous problems getting in because there was problems with the the scanners scanning people in, and the actual social distancing and getting into the ground was a complete nightmare apparently as well. Uh, but like I say, I mean, I, I I had a few mates that went up there today, and when the only reason I didn't I didn't go up there today was the fact of booking into pubs and all that malarkey. I still mm. ain't had me jobs, so yeah. do you know what I mean? But like I say, from what from what I've seen and spoke to people, there it was a decent turnout. There was a lot of younger fellas tur turning up, which there was yeah. for the game as well. But I say, when it's, it's hard for them today because they they blocked up. You know, they've, they've cordoned off from the bottom of the stairs. You couldn't get to any of those sections above the armory. They only opened up, you know, that section for 
bought you know people with tickets for the actual game like well, uh, yeah, really yeah, short I mean, before the game so it was you you were stuck yeah. to the like the cannon like the armory like the square in front of the armory you know it wasn't it wasn't yeah. ideal but again, um, i mean like 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 i mean like our season the protests against the cronkies is all a little bit too late the time to protest really was when you know i was walking up and down the streets and i was helping arrange protests which was 10 11 years ago which was before the Cronkies actually had a majority shareholding. That was the time to protest. Yeah. And, well, and like I said, whilst, whilst I really appreciate all the, and give huge respect to all the, the youngsters and everybody else who turns out to protest, uh, like I say, for a lot of it, it is a little bit too, like our season, it's just a little bit yeah. too late to be arguing yeah. now. I, I agree with you, Gav, to to a degree, but I think um, obviously there was a there was a big focus on Arsene Wenger and his role in our downfall and how much he was to blame for our kind of fourth place as a trophy situation. And I think after he left, I think it became very quickly apparent that that the owners really were even more to blame. You know, in the fact that. Um, I, don't, I mean, I, I would, I, I would. I mean, I've, I've always, I've always tried. What, what do you want, Alfie? My little boy's just come in. What do you want? He wants a microphone. I, I haven't seen the baby wipes. No, they're in the front room, mate. Okay, I've always separated. I mean, yeah, sorry about that. I've always separated the two issues. The pub. I've it's all good. Bring your kids in. I've always had a completely separate. Uh, thing, I mean, obviously, a part of me always knew that Wenger was propping up the Cronkies, uh, and once he left, there would be a, a dismantling and almost, uh, you know, a showing of just how bad they were. But it never sort of, you know, I, I never got the two of them confused. And I was never it's finger and Cronkies. It wasn't. It, yeah, it was but the focus, too, but the focus from too, like two thousand and you know twelve or two thousand, really from the stadium move onwards was Wenger. You know, not, I don't hear you know, most. Yeah. Never was for me. It, like I say, I've always. Know, but I'm, what I'm saying is, like for for most people, they probably wouldn't have been able to name the owner. You know, until you know Usmanov left and and the Cronkies took over everything. I don't know. know. I think, well, I certainly could. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I could too. But I'm saying in general, I think the focus was so much on Arsene Wenger and that he was the issue um, that I think the Cronkies um, managed to get away with a lot for a long time. Well, I mean, he, 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 certainly, he certainly propped them up. Do you know what I mean? And So here's the, a question. So would, if... Go on. If... Um, if, for instance, and this is a hypothetical, this would be interesting to discuss. If in 2012 the Cronkies had left mm -hmm. and the new owner had appointed Arsene Wenger as a manager, do you think Arsene Wenger, do you think Arsene Wenger would have been the problem? No, I mean, it's it, at the time it was two separate problems. Uh, but and, I but mean, Wenger it, took I mean, the blame for, for a lot of things i think right no well yeah i mean they, they, i mean they, they both did a, they, they've both done a lot of things that was wrong uh i mean like I say i mean the, you go back to the year that uh we had 100 million pound in the bank the, <laughs> the the tv deal was the new tv deal was the year after 
and we only bought check for 10 million and because we had so much money in the bank we pay, had to pay 10 million pound in income tax mm-hmm. and then the next year when we went to buy the people that we needed the year before we couldn't we 10 million short <laughs> we, we couldn't well basically yeah. we couldn't because yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the tv but, money went up the prices of the players went up so we had the season the season we only bought check was an absolute disaster that was uh, horrible. I mean, it, it was, sitting I mean, there the whole summer and like you know watching us do like fuck all do, do fuck until all the last yeah. couple of days was just like oh really? <laughs> yeah, but, um, I mean, he is he, an interesting one for you, Paul. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'm good mates with an Everton supporter, right? And he he's a proper diehard Everton supporter. He he does a similar job to me by means of he does Everton merchandise for a living and. Uh, he's got a, a stall in the church by Everton's ground, which basically, I mean, Everton's sort of build-up and history is a hell of a lot to do with that church. And now they're moving miles away to the docks, yeah? Yeah. And so I said, we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, and I said, so what's Usmanov doing with the church and all that? He said, well, we said, they're backing it. They're backing all the stallholders in the church, uh, they're back in the church. They want to make sure the church. Uh, there's obviously a lot of Everton supporters are Roman Catholics who go in the Roman Catholic Church before the game and give a donation to the church, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which helps the church survive, which helps the community, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And Usmanov is helping keep that community spirit alive, right? Whereas you look at Arsenal and. Everybody that's bought one of those new yellow shirts with a cannon facing the wrong way and had it dispatched to them this week, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That was, that was dispatched from Bradford, right? The Arsenal merchandise is dispatched from a warehouse in Bradford. Now, mm. how the hell is that helping people from Islington? And, and like I say, I mean, I've, I've said this a few times, probably to you, Paul, as well, right? It's all well and good, these people that have never lived in Islam or never got family in Islam or et cetera, et cetera. And you go to a game and everybody's got loads of money and everybody's buying rounds in the pub and all the pubs are packed, all the restaurants are packed, all the takeaways are packed, right? You go half a mile in either direction, there's very, very poor estates with people that would actually bite your arm off for a minimum wage job. So right. why the hell is Arsenal having 30, 40, 50 staff it's wrong. It's wrong, outside of Europe? And like I say, so it's that's wrong. the difference between... It's wrong them. because it's, it's all about the bottom line, right? So, you know, yeah. clubs like Arsenal that treat themselves, well, with the owners treat the club as a brand. They, they look at the... Like capitalism does. It goes, we're just going to look at the bottom line and we have to squeeze more and more money out of less and less... You know, and and we don't look at the whole equation. We don't look at the loss to the community or the institutions or the people that helped actually build this thing. We will rather outsource that stuff to somewhere cheaper. Yeah. Fuck the people that actually built the thing up. For yeah. us, it's like it builds up our brand and our bank accounts, and and that's why the earth is fucked. Really, it is. It's, it's exactly. I mean, it's like Arsenal were. They got, I mean, like I say, the, the first big Arsenal shop was by Finsbury Park Station, uh, Arsenal World of Sport, which I'm sure you you went in when you was younger. I, I did, yeah. 
yeah. much the same as what I did, right? They could have quite easily turned that into a dispatch centre for all of the goods, as opposed to outsourcing it to some company in, in fucking Bradford and actually employed more local people. So, yeah, so I know we're going well off tangent to what the game yeah, was. Yeah, we, we are a little. Let's, let's, let's let the listeners bring us back a little bit into into the moment. Um, yeah, go on. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a, a few of the saying of some of the comments that have been posted. So um, Jonathan King says the rebuild starts this summer. I kind of, I think the rebuild, yeah, should start yeah. sometime. <laughs> should start sometime this summer would be good. Um, and then uh, Hayden Charles says the rebuild should start with the manager. We'll get to this in a bit. Let's let's tackle that next. But um, uh, I'm not sure I agree. But let's um, keep going. So Tony John says we don't deserve being in Europe next season. We need to concentrate on finishing as high as we can next season. I agree with you, Tony. But Gav would like to be able to watch the youngsters play. Um, Mick. Oram says, you can't play the under-23s to the semi-final of the Europa Conference League and then say, sorry, lads, now fuck off. Okay. Yeah, that, we, we do that all the time. <laughs> we shouldn't, but we can. Um, uh, oh, John Smith says, some shit here. Spent all day wanting seventh and now never wanted it at all. Um, John, if you watched any of the previous podcasts I've been on, I've said that I'm not sure that I'd like to be in the Conference League. So speak for yourself. I, I didn't want seventh. Gav, Gav may have. Um, yeah, I don't no, think it's hip hop. I just wanted to finish above Tottenham. And if we yeah, finish, it, there you the go. bonus. But going, going, <laughs> back, going back to that fellow who said. Uh, um, you can't play the under 23s? Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. So, mix, thing, yeah, mix, the, the under 23s, right, uh, they love the, the League Cup because they get such a huge playing bonus. Uh, uh -huh. They're minted. They absolutely love it. The, the longer they, it's, it's like when you when when we play in the league in the league cup, right? And the young and the you know the youngsters are getting their first games. They get something like ten grand playing bonus, right? It's they a brand new PlayStation it. and everything. That's yeah, amazing. I mean, they absolutely the the kids absolutely love you know the more games they can play. They absolutely love it because, like I say, they're on about 10 grand a game on top of their wages. Do you that's know what I mean? They love it. <laughs> that's very cool. You know, they used to have a um, they used to have a, a, a tournament here in Durban. Uh, Under-19s used to have an international tournament, and I, bet, I went a couple of times. The last time I went, it had, like, under, Arsenal under-19s, um, I think Porto, um, Juventus, like, a, a, you know, like oh, decent right. teams. And they all okay. came out here for like a couple of weeks and they, they, they got to, um, you know, play in some of the townships and, 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 and help some of the South African, the struggling South African kids, you know. And it was, it was yeah. amazing. So they played in the, in the World Cup Stadium in Durban. And I went down there a few times. And, um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was amazing. So, you know, I got to meet people, um, some of the coaching staff. And, and I'd, I'd stand on the, on the sideline when they were doing their warm-ups and corner practices and, I had a friend who was um, who was doing some of the. He was actually hosting them, so he got all the. He had to look after all the players and, you know, book their hotels. I'm sorry, what? I said, I bet that was. I, I bet you really enjoyed that. It was amazing. It was so amazing. It was like the best. It was like the little the best inroad to meeting people from behind the scenes. You know, yeah. Steve Gatting, no, those kind of people. Yeah, it was amazing, and also got to see their. Um, you know, cut, you know, 
saw their diet regimes and 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 the, the, you know the corner kick and the free kick <laughs> methods and stuff, all the little printouts that they used to have. Because when they left, you know, they left all of this this gear, training cones, shirts, boots. It was amazing. I mean, I have to give Arsenal oh, credit. You, you know, they've always been a classy club, but in South Africa, yeah. when they left. They left all of their gear, all of the, the footballs, all of the, the training um, cones and, and, and all of those oh, things. And they just gave them to all of the like the seriously impoverished kind of football clubs around Durban. It was amazing. I mean, they really just as many games oh, as fun. they had, many days they had in the tournament. They spent those days visiting, you know, like um, township clubs, signing, you know, um, it was they were all free all of the performances they played against they had exhibition matches against some of the kids in the township but it was really really amazing i mean they do they do amazing i'm, I'm really proud of where's it <laughs> that side <laughs> we're looking at the camera that's the wrong side um you wouldn't have seen that because you're <clears throat> you're just a, like a logo um anyway so yeah i don't know how we came to that but um yeah so the under 19th yeah so watching them it was amazing. So they, you know, they, they also, I'm sure, they benefited from doing those kind of tours. Um, we haven't had them for the last few years, I think, because the Durban City Council wanted to get paid <laughs> to host the tournament, which is weird. Um, I mean, you know, they have to have the police convoys and all that kind of stuff everywhere the team goes. They book their own two levels on the hotel, and you can't have anyone above and below, and they're not allowed in the same hotel as other teams. And it's you know, it's pretty hectic for. Uh, and obviously, obviously, obviously the COVID won't do that. That's why we've uh, our pre-season <laughs> pre touring fucking Edinburgh this year. Right. Edinburgh. At least it's close. It'll be cheap. We're not going to spend any money, unnecessary money, now that we're not getting that six uh, million. It's good, though. I mean, I mean, the... Uh, I, it's, it's really a shame that uh, away fans won't be allowed to for uh, Arsenal Rangers at uh, Rangers. Yeah. Uh, and it's really a shame that, you know, they, you know, Jesus, I mean, again, as well with Hibs, I know there's a few Arsenal supporters that support various different Scottish sides, but playing Hibs and Rangers over the space of three or four days would be a brilliant week off work. Amazing. Can you imagine? <laughs> you, you know Mike, right? Mike McDonald, who's on this, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he appears in the pub. So he and his family, they live in uh, Tennessee and they're coming out to Scotland uh, in the summer, you know, coming up, and they're in Scotland for a week. But the week oh. before that, <laughs> the week before oh, Arsenal play Hibs in Rangers, so he's just missing out. So I mean, I mean, I, 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 I know Glasgow quite well, and I've been Edinburgh two or three times as well. Do you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. like to me, if there was like, if if I could get an away ticket for Hibs and Rangers over the course of three or four days. That would like brilliant. almost like, <laughs> that would be like heaven. Do you know what I mean? Because it's, yeah, brilliant. brilliant. So uh, it's really, really like Edinburgh, and I prefer Glasgow to Edinburgh, but they're both really like I try and explain people right, but the Edinburgh sense of humour and how they behave is the closest to London sense. That's I find that I spent some time there. Than anywhere else in the, than anywhere else in the UK, do you know what I mean? Like the the yeah. Bromies and the Max and Liverpool have all got a slightly different sense of humour, but yeah, Glasgow and London, we've all we've basically got the same sense of humour, and it, it's oh, 
anyways, uh, uh, Paul, why don't we ask if the people that are listening, yeah, who yeah. they think was player of the year for Arsenal? Player of the year. Okay, I'm going to put that up on a banner. Um, so let me create this banner. It says player of the year. And while they think about that, I'm going to just go back through some of the other comments that we've had so far because yeah, um, we didn't get that far. Uh, John Smith says um, liquidated. Oh, I think that was me because I'm drunk a little bit. I uh, said liquidated is my favorite word. Thanks, John. You can have it. It's yours. Um, here's, here's something related to the match, which is weird because we haven't mentioned the match at all. Man of the match performance from Pepe. Superb game. No European Conference League means less money to the Cronkies. That's a good thing. Less TV revenue. Mm, that's a good thing, I guess. Less UEFA revenue. That's a good thing. Less corporate revenue. That's a good thing. Less match day revenue. That's a good thing. Now they can spend some of that money they found to buy into the now failed ESL, the Europa Super League, the Euro European Super League. These snakes preach about self-sustaining apart from when they can buy into a league to fund their own greed. Karma. Thank you, Webster. Red and White Parker. That's a great comment. Hello, Webster. He's a nice fellow, Webster. Okay. Very, very, you know very, 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 Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. Very, very nice fellow. He's the sort of fellow you could quite happily sit on a train with for a couple of hours and have a, a decent, civilised conversation about absolutely anything. He's a very, very intelligent fellow. Very, very nice. Oh, fellow. nice. Good, good. Well, nice to meet you, Webster, through Gav. Um, next comment, Terry Mollett. It's not a bad thing, really, I guess, meaning no um, Conference League. Next season, no Thursday football. Give our boys a rest from it. Fight for Champions League qualification. It's all okay. He's cool with it. Um, I think people are agreeing with me more than you, Gav. But um, anyway, that's fine. Actually, I've got, I've got, I've got, let, let's stop there. I've got another one, Mike. Yeah. Next season, because we're not planning Europe, right, and because we're the biggest TV war who's not planning Europe, right, mm -hmm. all, all games will be played on a Friday or a Monday. Um, so next season, because we've got, like, no Thursday games and no Wednesday games, right, we'll be doing games like Brighton away on a Friday night. Like Liverpool did the last couple of years. They yeah, were on a so Friday basically, it's, like I say, and again, it's another kick in the teeth for people that like their Saturday games. The fact that we're not in Europe doesn't mean more Saturday games. It's actually going to actually mean we're going to be the pick for Friday Monday because we can play so Friday. Is that a bad thing for the Cronkies because there'll be less people? I mean, the armory won't be open the whole day beforehand. People would yeah. be coming. They would be spending their money. All of that stuff. Do you think that might have any kind of effect on? Um, no, because they get they get so much money through the TV. I mean, we we will probably so make more money from the TV on a Friday than they would have yeah. from the the merchandise on a Saturday. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to have a sportsman's bet with anybody right now mm -hmm. that we are the most uh, televised premiership game next season. Is there, a, is there a possibility to set up that bet through like one of the betting companies and make a fortune go? Fuck knows. Fuck knows. <laughs> how do you, how do, you do that? You know, you know when the guys have like a bet for like the first person to spit in the 38th minute? You know, yeah. who, are the people, who are the people that feel those kind of bets? 
I I I I literally think that next year will again. I mean, like I say this this season for the first season, Arsenal didn't have one single Saturday three pm kickoff, right? Because yeah. of the 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 COVID and because of obviously them putting more or less all the games live on TV, which is fair enough. But next when, season, when does the season start? I think the season starts normally. It normally starts around my birthday. It normally starts around the, the sort of 15th to the 20th of August. Right. So, but like I say, but because we're not in Europe, there's going to be like, I mean, for example, if there's a game between us and fucking Brighton or Burnley or Swansea or whoever comes up, and we're not planning Europe on the Wednesday or the Thursday, that will be the Friday night game. Mm-hmm. And then we might not play again <clears throat> the following Monday because, again, we're not in Europe. They can put our games against the lower-ranked the lower ranked teams on Sky and BT. But at the same respect, when we play other teams in the top six, they're also going to want them on the TV as well. They're also going to want make sure that Arsenal top them's on the telly. And so Arsenal those will be a weekend, Arsenal. right? So, yeah, so, basi- so basically, we, we 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 might end up the whole season next year not seeing a Saturday 3pm game again because, huh. like I say, because no Europe, they can, they can completely yeah, fuck about their kickoff times. And again, that, especially with the away games, that fucks up those who do the away games. Because if we're, in, if we're playing, in, for example, Newcastle away, at seven mm. seven o'clock on a Friday, yeah, you can't you've, get home. You've got yeah. you've got you've got to have the Friday off work, and then you've got to stay in a hotel overnight, and then you've got to come home the next day. And then the it's not twenty six quid anymore, right? No, well, I think it might be, but and then the same. No, I mean, uh, obviously, you have to pay for t- your your yeah. train and your hotel and shit. It's not, it's not affordable, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's the same with the fact that if there's a one in one of the weeks where the European competitions are on, uh, they can quite easily. And um, we're playing, for example, away to Aston Villa. They can quite easily bump that to the Monday. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So we're going to get yeah. a lot of our games bumped, bumped from Friday and Monday, and then a lot of the games against the top six will be on the Sunday. So, yeah. like I say, but- Saturday games. Yeah, forget about them next year. But to be honest, Gav, with us playing in the Europa League, like the, the, the times have been pretty shit, you know, compared to when we were in the Champions League. Mm. Playing yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday, we had more Saturday games. Now it's like always like a, you know, it's always a Sunday or maybe a yeah. Monday. It, it, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, no, it's I, like if you're in any of those competitions, it's it's going to suck. Listen, yeah, I'm going to go over some more comments because um, yeah. I think we've got, other, we've got other stuff to discuss here. Um so uh, John Short says, would Europe be being a good or bad thing? I honestly don't know. It's the five pound, 10 pound thing. Uh, Lloyd Bambury says, Lego head. I guess that's Arteta. We'll still fuck around with the starting 11 second, please. Let's, let's talk about that for a little second, like a few minutes. Um, what, what's your opinion on Arteta? Uh, I really like him. Okay. I really like him. We've, we've just, like I say, I know the pressure was off a little bit but 
we done the best. He, we've just won five games on a bounce, right? Which is quite hard to do. Or it's a little bit too, you know, too late. But we still won the five games on a bounce. And if you look at our form since Boxing Day, mm-hmm. we would be second or third, which again is too little, too late. The problem Arteta had really was the fact that at the beginning of the season, he had no pre-season really. There was no real pre-season training. And he was still trying to ship out uh, people like Ozil, people like Mustafi, blah, blah, blah. And he still didn't have his team in. And some might say he fluked and was sort of almost forced into playing Smith-Rowe and Saka. But at the end of the day, I'm really, I'm looking at the form that we've produced since Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. And I'm optimistic that if he can get two or three more of his own players in there for next yeah. season, then we're going to finish in the top four. Yeah, I, I, I'm on your side with this. I, I've always thought that the season, when the season started, everybody was like, this is, you know, let's give Arteta you know, this this time just to find his feet. He's a young manager. He's inherited a shit show. Um, you know, let's 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 give him a chance to figure it out. Then when we were so shit up till Christmas and people were talking, Sam Allardyce was saying we're going to get relegated, um, you know, people lost their nerve and, and didn't trust the process, the process of in inverted mm-hmm. commas. But for me, um, I've, I think, you know, what Arteta is, produced since Christmas as you said he's you know we're top four um even better depending what games you you choose but um also the results against the top six those are important you know we we, yeah. we beat Chelsea oh, the double we got you know the, the the double over them this league we took four points off United um okay so you know um City came at a at a difficult time and we had injuries um in Liverpool I think we were unlucky um Four, point, four but, points off Tottenham, wasn't it? Was it four points off Tottenham? Yeah, four points off Tottenham. Well, well, we beat them at home, and no, they beat us away. Three points, yeah, right? Three points off Tottenham, yeah. Um, so that's good. And then never mind the you know the FA Cup. You know we had some we had some good victories against the top six sides. That's encouraging for me. You know, I think um, I, I would like to see Arteta given a, se- a normal season, not interrupted by COVID I'll, or I'll, completely. I'll be honest run. with you. I, I, I don't like I say we have we ain't really got a choice, right? And Arteta's mm-hmm. completely buying into the the Cronkies and apparently Josh was over today, so I don't know whether he spent his ten days in quarantine just to go to this game today or not. God knows how, how that worked <laughs> and worked out, but I'd love he to probably know. doesn't have to quarantine. But, uh, rich people have different rules. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably, do you know what I mean? But he's, like I say, I still just think, look, you can see how Arteta plays and you can see how we was playing down the left tonight. And there's just a couple of positions that we're a little bit weak in. And, you know, we do need a, we almost need an Ian right up front at the moment. Do you know what I mean? We, we need a complete, a complete sort of one of those. As well as what we've got, with, and, but with Balogun and Lacazette and Aubameyang and Martinelli and 
and Ketia. Oh, I mean, <laughs> how, do we, how yeah, do we add an end? How do we add a righty to that? You know. Yeah, no, I mean, okay. I, I mean, I, I, I think Balogun's going to be. Hopefully, he's going to be the one because what we really need up front is a hybrid nine nine ten, and what we've got at the moment is we've got a Lacazette who works really hard doing a 10 and a 9, but he's not really up to it. We've got an Abangyang who's basically just an out-and-out out number 9 who, who can't track back as much and looks lazy. Uh, we've got Eddie who needs to go, unfortunately. So, I mean, Balogun, this, this style and format that we're playing at the moment, Balogun could be the one not next season, the year after. Mm. So... Really, we, we like I say, we we need somebody. I mean, I mean, we we do need a new. We we need to literally ship out all of our centre forwards and stuff again. Do you, do you think maybe Arteta is, is aiming for the kind of the Pep ideal, which is having no striker at all? To be honest with you, I don't. Okay, I I, I honestly don't. What what he wants is he wants somebody who's going to put. That, that's why he's been playing Lacazette a lot, because Lacazette... He hasn't for the last, like, what, four or five games? Oh, yeah, I he think, well, he was injured, wasn't he? Do you know what I mean? But Even when he wasn't, these last, I mean, some important games, he did. He just had him on the bench, yeah. you know? I, think, like I, said, I, I don't know I why. Think, I mean, the, 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 way, the, the way that we're set up, Arteta would be absolutely mental not to have somebody who... As out and out wants to get in the box first, but also does the business and tracks back. So mm. it's almost like the way he plays would be, especially like towards the end of games, would absolutely be ideal for someone like Willock. Mm -hmm. So I'd be well, very, very surprised if Willock went. So I think Willock. Did you see that Marteta um, said he's in our plans? He's not going yeah. anywhere. Well, I hope yeah. he's. I hope he means that because I've been saying like a stuck record for the last few weeks. The reason that I don't want to, for instance, sign Erdegaard is that I don't see him as as a as a goal scoring, you know, attacking midfielder. Um, no. He's 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 a light, you know. He'd rather set. It happened today a few times. He'd rather set somebody up for like a, a difficult assist than no. actually go for it on his own, and that's disappointing for me. So. Um, yeah, so I would much rather have Willock, who's a midfielder, who and you have said many times on this on this program that um, that Willock should be a central attacking midfielder. He's that guy who yep. does the Ramsey box to box. He's going to always be in the right place at the right time and score. He's just got that in him. It's a natural instinct. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean, how, how, so yeah, I mean, how, how many times? I mean, there, it was probably two or three occasions just in tonight in today's game. Yeah, right. and Erdogan yeah. just, just shirked responsibility, really, at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, or, or, or when balls went flying across. I mean, I, I know, like, Tierney fired a couple across, and so did uh, uh, Chambers. Yeah. Look, when you look at the goals that Willock has scored for Newcastle, he was on the end of them kind of balls. Mm -hmm. And he's, he, scored seven he scored seven games running. You can't, you can't, you can't. The youngest watch. ever Premier League player to do that. Yeah. And you, you can't. No, like, say breaking you records. Yeah. I think he broke, I think he broke Alan Shearer's record today with a seven. But oh, I was, didn't see that, but that's amazing. I mean, I, you know, yeah. 
I've, I've been watching, you know, in South Africa, we're lucky we get like all the games, all the Premier League, all the La Liga, all the Italian. Like we get so much football for like a, a relatively cheap package. We've got like mm. nine or 10 sports channels that are showing like everything all the time. So I've watched oh. a lot of Willick and he's played, I mean, he's just tireless. He has a like amazing like engine, a bit like Ramsey. He runs and he runs and he runs and he's, he's um, deceptively... He looks slower than he is. He covers a lot of ground. He's got a big stride. And he he, I just watched him for, yeah, but he's getting those. I've I seem to, you know, I think he's put on a, a little bit. He's got he's got more power, upper body strength, and he's holding people off. But he's just he's in the right place at the right time. And he's mm. he's making himself available in the places where you need those people. And I would love to see him thrive at Arsenal because I watched him here in Durban, you know, so yeah, yeah, no, definitely. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. He should, he should definitely be. Uh, uh, like I say, I mean, it was almost like I think. I think we were speaking about this about two or three weeks ago when I said, "There's no point in playing anybody who's not going to be at the club next season." Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And right, but <coughs> like I say so. I, I didn't quite understand. I, mean, I don't quite. And get this is what loan. Yeah, and this is what loan deals are are about, right? You want to send people yeah. to on loan to a club that's either fighting relegation or, you know, um, doing something important and your player gets put in those kind of pressure situations and thrives because right. then they come back and they bring that experience to your club. No, exactly. Right? I mean, Smith, Smith, Smith Rowe, when he was yeah. at Huddersfield last year, they yeah, loved same him. thing. I absolutely, absolutely loved him. I mean, I think he nearly absolutely. got absolutely. Yeah, I think Chambers did the same at Fulham, right? Before he came back to us, he was yeah. he was their player of the season. That's ex- yeah. I mean, so credit where it's due. I, I guess those are, are good good learnings. Um, here's an interesting thing: Nick fights says, um, "Would signing Odegaard ruin AS, uh, ML Smith Rowe?" Um, I don't I don't want to sign Odegaard. I mean, I've heard there's a hundred million euro release clause on him. Which is just three or four times what he's worth um, for me. What do you think, Gav? Uh, I think three or four times what he's worth is a bit of an overestimate, really. I honestly, honestly, don't get him. I don't. Yeah, I, I, don't, don't get I, I don't get him. I don't get how he I plays. I don't. You know, like I say, he wouldn't be it's somebody. A champagne, but... It's a champagne player again, right? One of those guys that looks pretty, you know, does the little stepovers and, you know, does an occasional good through ball or whatever that may yeah. lead but then, to but then when, 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 look, Go back and look at the, the two goals today. The main, the main person in the assists or the second assist for today's goals was Zaka. Yeah. Your friend Webster. Your friend Webster says Saka because we, we asked the question a while back and then we forgot to <laughs> check for the answers. But he says Saka's player of the season. And um, I whew, would I say Saka? Who would you say is player of the season, Gav? It was your oh, question. Uh, uh, Saka was great in like January and February, and then then for the last couple of months. People either figured him out or there's been too much pressure or he's been overplayed or I'm not sure. But he hasn't I, been as productive. I, I, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I would go Saka. As, yeah. yeah, I mean, like I say, the, the number seven. Do you know what I mean? But 
Yeah. It's it's tough. I mean, holding I think Holding's had a very good season. I yes, think the key- Nick agrees with you. Nick Fight says Rob Holding player of the season. I yeah. tweeted today, I think he's underrated. I think Oh god, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think he's done really, really well. Do you know what I mean? And I think uh, uh <sighs> Russ Morgan here says Pepe's numbers over the season seem to indicate he's been the most influential. I'm I'm still I'm still out there with Pepe. He was great today. It was one of his good days. Um, I hope there are more of them. Pepe is just too mercurial for me. He's like it's up or down. It's it's you know he can be a real he's dead even, end. He's ever really good or really shit. Yeah, he's got that Sanchez thing. He's got that Sanchez thing about him, you know. It's like <laughs> you know, you go like, oh fuck, dude, just make the right decision once, you know. Yeah, but um, I mean, Dan, I mean, Dan Kirby says Rob Holding. This is interesting, actually, Gav. That that you yeah. know, you, me, a couple of people commenting that Rob Holding maybe player of the season. I mean, I just remember like. I love him since that FA Cup final. I was there, watched Diego Costa was in his pocket. Yeah, no, um, he ruined it. Singing his name, <laughs> singing his name at the tolly, <laughs> you know, until late in the night. You know, yeah. um, no, Nick says him. he yeah. should be Arsenal captain. He'd be, he'd be a good captain. He, I see him talk a lot on the field. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, we're, we're both from that era. We've had. Uh, defenders as captains, and mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of prefer that if I'm being honest. They see things, and, I think, from the back that other people don't. Yeah, see. exactly. And I mean, it wouldn't. It, I, I, I mean, especially now the uh, the old Chelsea boys going, it mm-hmm. you know Holding is going to be first choice centre back next year. He's twenty six, yeah. right, and centre backs. Prime, he's 26 Mark to 30. He's probably just approaching his prime. So it would mm-hmm. not bother me in the slightest if holding his, his captain. So I agree, it, it Rob. Bother me at all. Dan Kirby agrees with you, says Rob Holding is definitely player of the season. And your good friend Webster has said Holding had a massive season and run Saka close. But if that means that it's a tie between Saka and Holding, I'd go, I'd go for that. I think I'm. Um, I think it's well. I mean, we, 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 to keep to keep everybody happy, holding player of the season, sack a young player of the season, there and it's done. <laughs> We're done. It's done. It's done. It's done. Um, Louis Collinson says Tottenham can keep their Conference League. I I agree with you there, Louis. Um, yeah, Gav. It's been a. I, it was nice to see fans back. I must admit, it was um, on in all of yeah. the in all of the games. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, I mean, it's it goes back to the old football without fans. He's just twenty two blokes kicking a bag of wind about. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you know, it's it's not just about the fans in the ground. It's you know, it's about people meeting up and going games together and travelling over yeah. the country, travelling over Europe together. Because it's tribal, that, right? I mean, it just happens to be. We we happen to use a football game as a as an excuse to get together and hang out with friends and get tribal against another tribe. The football sometimes is yeah. secondary. You know what yeah. I mean? No, 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 exactly. I mean, I, I mean, I, I was. A, I spoke to one of my mates this morning. Right, one of my mates, Adrian. Right, he mm-hmm. won't be listening to this anyway. Right, 
But I've, uh, we've been mates for about, oh, Jesus, 20 years, right? Just not mm. only for the fact that we both like Arsenal and et cetera, et cetera. We got chatting over, over Arsenal and, and that's been that. And I'll say to him, look, you know, it's, you know, I've got mates who support West Ham and support Rangers and support Everton and support Sheffield United. And everybody's the same. We're all the, we're all the same. We all go out with our mates, have a drink and have a laugh. And the only difference between us all is the fact that for some reason or another, we ended up supporting a different team. Yeah, but it's it's not logical. Normally, it's it's not even emotional. A lot of the time, it's some kind of circumstance that's beyond. You know, it's your birthright, or it's your dad, or you know what I mean. It's not really a choice, even. Sometimes yeah, you inherit no, something. No, I mean, exactly, exactly. I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Adrian. Even though he was born in in Archway, which is very close to Arsenal, the only reason that he supports Arsenal was that he got paired up with a member of the Arsenal staff's daughter in a tennis tournament when he was about eight or nine, right? And ended up uh, doing, like, practising tennis with her. And her dad said, oh, why don't you come and watch the football? So he went along with him uh, to watch the football. And that's, yeah, even though he was born in Archway, that's the Mm. reason why he's an Arsenal supporter and that's why he loves Arsenal. It's so random. Yeah, exactly. It can be pretty random, but... But I mean, everybody's got these, most people have got these random reasons to why they support a club. I mean, you know, I, I obviously had no bloody choice. Do you know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't remember, you know, like, like my kids don't, won't ever remember the day they decided to support Arsenal. I don't remember the day I decided to support Arsenal. Yeah. Um, there was yeah, never an option. Yeah. It was never an option. You're, you're an Arsenal supporter and that's it. I mean, that's yeah. how you're born and that's, that, that's a lump of it. And there's people that chose Arsenal over a particular game or something happened when they was younger. A lot of people actually support Arsenal because of a game that we lost, oddly enough. Yeah. Um, the well, I supported them because they, <laughs> they, they didn't wear red. <laughs> you know, yeah. the first time I watched, the first time I watched them was I didn't like the color red, and everybody in my street supported either um, Liverpool or or Man United because of Gary Bailey or, or Bruce Robbelaar. Talking about in the late seventies, South Africa, and there was an yeah. FA Cup final game, and finally it wasn't. You know, there was a team that wasn't wearing red; they were wearing yellow, and I was like, "That's my team." <laughs> so I supported Arsenal, and they won in nineteen seventy eight. <laughs> <laughs> and then I discovered that they fucking wore red, which was their away kit. I didn't even know that there was such a thing as their away <laughs> kit. I picked I them because I didn't like the colour red. I always know. <laughs> right, my dinner's ready in a minute, Paul. So we better okay, mate. Well, I, yeah, we're, we're close to 30 minutes coming up right now. Uh, sorry, 60 minutes. <laughs> it's yeah. been a good chat. Um, we didn't talk about the game, and that's fine because um, the game was really irrelevant in some ways. But... Um, Gav, it was mm. good chatting. Thanks for joining yeah, no, me. Mate, Otherwise, always, it would be me always, on my own. Yeah, no, always good chatting, mate. Do you know what I mean? Not to say. I mean, I, I didn't put my name up in case I went up there today, but with the weather and the fact that, you know, you can't get in boosters and all that, I thought, no, fuck that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And good I've got thing. a busy day, busy, day of, busy day of packing stuff tomorrow as well. Oh. Good, good. I hope business is great. Um, you've got some amazing products out right now. Um. The, 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 those coasters are brilliant. Um, the swim shorts, I'm not so sold on, but 
you've got some amazing stuff coming out. So guys, anyone who's watching, if you don't know already, just check out the She War shop that Gav runs with some, with some really great products. Um, Thank but you, thanks Neil. again. We're going to have to have yeah. a chat privately about little chats that we're going to do through the, uh, the off-season. Brilliant. Well, you know, I'm always I'm always up for it, right? I can... Do you, you know, know what we, can... you know, we should do? We should get all of us together. We, sh we should get everybody involved together, right? And everybody picks a European <laughs> team. And we should do, like, European ones. We'll have a yeah, chat. that'd be good. We'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a plan. Anyway, enjoy your dinner. It was great chatting. Um, thanks again for joining us and for everybody that watched and, and placed comments and, and engaged with us. We really appreciated you throughout the season. Um, it's been a tough season and we just started out, but it's been it's been fun. We're not breaking any records numbers-wise, but you've been loyal and engaging and we appreciate you for that. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, yeah. After going, right? Cool. Thanks, Kev. Cheers. Bye. Just say my